Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, Welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA as a first-time lawyer. I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now. M-S-W Media. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and welcome to Refried Beans, where we play an episode of the Daily Beans podcast from the same week, either one, two, or three years ago, so we can see how far we've come. So please enjoy this episode from Days Gone By, and note the date in the intro. Refried beans. I like refried beans. That's why I want to try fried beans, because maybe they're just as good and we're, we're wasting time. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. Today, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are sworn in as the president and the vice president of the United States. Several National Guard members are removed from duty, some for ties with white supremacist groups. Senator Josh Hawley blocks Biden's nominee for Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Mitch McConnell says on the Senate floor that Trump incited the insurrection. Gina Haspel retires from the CIA. Biden's DNI nominee says she'll provide Congress with the unclassified report on the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. My thoughts on why Trump might be installing allies and intelligence agencies at the 11th hour. Trump's pardons. And Donald is handed one final major defeat on his last full day in office. I'm A.G. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Ah, Dana, it's the last day. It's Not the another last day. word. Not another word before I say, 
Happy birthday to my AG. On January 20th, it's a big day, but it is also the birth of you, and the world is a better place because you exist. So happy birthday, my dear friend. Oh, that is the nicest. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, Now go ahead. (laughs) Whatever you were going to say, I guess it's as important as that. (laughs) Now go ahead. Thank you very much. When's your birthday? April 12th. Excellent. I will remember writing it down right now. April 12th. Put it in the calendar so I don't forget. Um. Yeah, yeah, I turned 47 today. Um, so that's fun. Uh, y'all got me a new president for my birthday. So that's the best present ever. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, and, and you did. Everyone within the sound of my voice right now had a hand in it. And so, like, I can't thank you all enough for voting in numbers too big to manipulate because I know Trump cheated and lost anyway. And so, and then the Senate, we got the Senate. I'm just, I'm so hopeful going forward, but you know, uh, as you know, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon and we're still waiting for those pardons to drop. We're going to talk a little bit about those later in the show with Mary Trump will be joining us. I'm very excited to speak with her. It's always a pleasure to have her on the show. Uh, And, you know, my concern, Dana, is that to avoid impeachment conviction and then being barred from running for office again, which is the only way he's going to be able to make money going forward because everyone hates him. He might not make public some of his pardons, including the most controversial ones like his family or himself or the insurrectionists. Although CNN is reporting he's not planning on pardoning himself, his family or some of the uh, more high ranking Republicans who asked for clemency because of inciting the insurrection so we'll we'll see what happens it will definitely be interesting i think your fears are valid um and uh he he likes to do things publicly though so as much as you know the other thing is is i feel like everything these days somehow gets out you know what i mean someone leaks it someone knows someone paid someone else for information like even if he does that um i think it'll get out but let's just hope that that doesn't happen i just can't handle any more secrets (laughs) yeah and later during the mary trump interview you have a very good idea on how to find out before the impeachment trial i'm not going to give it away it will blow your mind so stick around for that mary trump interview uh but we have a lot of news to get to before that so let's hit the hot notes Hot notes. So lead story today, obviously, is the inauguration. And the mall looks absolutely stunning. It looks beautiful. They have the luminary. Like, I think they're kind of like those light things, like leading all the way up to the Washington Monument on one end. And then they have the fields of flags to represent all the people who couldn't be there at the inauguration because of COVID. And, you know, just today we passed the 400,000 deaths mark um, for COVID. Ugh, it's it's horrible, horrible. And uh, on the final day, I think, of Trump's presidency, I think that sort of just puts a, an exclamation point on the abject failure of this administration. Um, but I have to tell you, it just watched the memorial, and it was absolutely gut-wrenching and beautiful. And uh, I, you, you watched it too, yeah, Dana? I did. Um, and, uh, as soon as we came on, like I said, we we're recording this Tuesday, I just finished. And every time I hear the song Hallelujah, like the damn broke AG. I mean, all of the listeners already know that I'm a crier for happy things. But this, I think, I, I just, I know there's going to be some celebratory moments over the next 24 to 36 hours. But man, this man and this Republican Party have really destroyed this country and division and hatred and all for money and power. 
and it's just it's just really saddening to me. So I lost it a little bit during the uh, memorial for the COVID victims, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, when we watch this inauguration, I, I don't think it's hit me with full force. Um, the the election, for example, when when it was finally called on November 7th, you know, I, it, it took a, a day or two for it to like really sink in. And so I don't know when it's going to hit me, but I know it, I know it'll hit me. Um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, to watching that ceremony. And also interestingly in the news today, you know, I discussed in the introduction and we'll talk to Mary about this later too, was that I was, you know, I was like, uh Oh, you know, maybe Trump won't pardon insurrectionists or his family or himself because it would really push more Republicans in the Senate to vote to convict and then vote to prevent him from running for office again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was worried about the secret pardons and all that other stuff. But McConnell actually came out on the floor of the Senate and said that Trump incited this insurrection and and put the blame squarely on him. And uh, I I wasn't expecting that, frankly. Uh, but I think I wasn't either. I think despite who's on that pardon list, um, he has given the green light to Senate Republicans to vote f- to convict. Um, and I, I would say remove, but the, you know, the trial will be after he's already out of office, but vote to convict and then, and then a, the subsequent vote to bar him from running for office again. To disqualify me, a disqualification vote. Mm-hmm. But this, this hasn't stopped. There's still some uh, assholes in the Senate that are Republicans because during confirmation hearings today, Senator Hawley, uh, this is a procedural thing. Like you can do like a like kind of a, like a unanimous consent thing where you just move it through, uh, to, because they were nominating the Department of Homeland Security secretary that Biden nominated, which is Alejandro Mayorkas and Hawley blocked that quick um, confirmation from going through. Uh, He's such a little piece of shit right now. I mean, probably I always, know. but definitely over the last two weeks. Yeah. And, and he cited that he, he he's very concerned about the immigration policy. Um, but what this means, national security wise, blocking the Department of Homeland Security chief, right? The, the head of Homeland Security. When we are in such a precarious, uh, teetering moment, um, vulnerable right now to, to, you know, terrorist attacks from without and within. And, and he's like, no, I'm going to, we're not going to make it so that you can, you know, see, so you can have a, a DHS secretary quickly. He, he wants to block that. And that's just, extremely dangerous uh i don't understand it but i mean it's on brand for a guy who hates Absolutely. democracy and hates yep. america it's on brand 100 percent, 100 percent. and then of course uh the new dni uh who who had her confirmation hearing today um was asked if she would provide the uh unclassified report to congress on the murder of jamal khashoggi and she said, absolutely. Yeah, I'll follow the law. Yeah, of course. A hundred percent. And first of all, I had forgotten that the Congress never got that report. Right. Me too. Um, so that's going to be huge uh, because of potential involvement. We, we know Mohammed bin Salman ordered the, the hit, uh, but, but we don't know the involvement. Uh, we can guess of this 
outgoing administration, right? right? We don't know. What what we do know is by the Magnitsky Act, Trump was supposed to provide to Congress with within 120 days his uh, thoughts on it, and he didn't. So he, he actually violated the Magnitsky Act in that sense as well. And so the, the Congress will be getting uh, that. And it just kind of opens up this whole flood of remembering uh, that we now have people in charge of the Department of Justice who aren't going to block sending documents over that are requested by the Democratic majority in the House and the Senate. So right. I'm very, very thrilled about just thinking all of the different things that that could come to light. Maybe the full Mueller report. Um, there's just so much. So that's what's going on today. Um, I've got more news. This comes out um, basically of the inauguration news. We've got 12 Army National Guard members have been removed, AG, from the inauguration duty in Washington, D.C. That's part of a security vetting process initiated in part to ensure that troops tasked with securing Wednesday's ceremony in the nation's capital do not have ties to extremist groups. Uh, the chief of the National Guard Bureau said Tuesday. Now, two of the individuals were flagged due to, quote, inappropriate comments and texts, while another 10 were removed for questionable behavior found in the vetting process. Uh, Army General Daniel Hokanson. Hokanson? Hokanson said. Um, I don't know that one. Yeah. In a quote, I'm not concerned as a large part of our organization. If you look at 25,000, we've had 12 identified and some of those we're just looking into. It may be unrelated to this, but we want to make sure out of an abundance of caution, as stated earlier, that we do the right thing until it gets cleared up. That's what he told reporters. Pentagon spokesman Jonathan uh, Hoffman reiterated that the vetting process is in place. Now, he said what the partner organizations have found, but much of the information is, as the general mentioned, unrelated to the events taking place at the Capitol or to concerns that many people have on extremism. Um, these are vetting efforts that identify any questionable behavior in the past or any potential link to questionable behavior, not just related to extremism. Um, I... Uh, be honest with you, I'm a little concerned that even two people mm. that are connected to right wing extremism uh, have managed to get into the National Guard. Like that concerns me a little bit, um, especially because I don't. But but at the same time, AG, if we did this sort of vetting with our police forces and you know what I mean? We'd be in a much better place as a country right now if we were actually doing this at the beginning. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I'm concerned about the fact that they're only doing this because there was an insurrection on the Capitol and they're in charge of guarding the inauguration. Like, why why wasn't this sort of level of scrutiny put in the initial uh, screening of, of these members? And, and, you know, like you said, why aren't we doing this for law enforcement around the country? 100%. Now, I, I have a little bit of a thought yesterday watching Maddo because Maddo was saying, hey, you know, it's really weird. Why on earth is the MyPillow guy, first of all, uh, and, uh, you know, others close to, to Trump, why are they trying to shove these Trump allies into positions at the NSA and the CIA the day before Trump leaves office? Like, she's like, I don't know the answer. And then she sort of moved on to the next story. And I was like, I think... I might actually have the answer. So, well, well, I have a guess. How about that? I'll take it. <laughs> so, Your guesses are often very close. Let me go to my uh, Twitter thread here because I just want to tell you sort of my thoughts on this. Um, so the first tweet is, I, I say Maddo is asking tonight why my pillow guy and other Trump allies like acting defense secretary Chris Miller 
are making an 11th hour push to install Trump sycophants in the NSA and CIA. There has to be a reason, and I have a guess. First, we know that after Trump met with Chris Miller last Friday, Miller made a push to force Michael Ellis, who is a former Nunes counsel, and he's also the guy who hid the Zelensky call in the code word classified system. Right. Why is why is Miller trying to push him in and giving him 24 hours to do it as the NSA general counsel? Uh, and then we also know that my pillow guy had in his little notes there that he was going to tell Trump to put Kosh Patel, who's a former Nunes aide as well, as the acting CIA director. But I guess what what wasn't mentioned was that Haspel actually nearly resigned last December when Trump tried to install Patel as the deputy director, number two to her, back then. So do you remember when Haspel like would, wasn't invited to meetings and it was wondering if she was going to be fired or yeah. if she was going to resign or whatever? Well, as it turns out, back then, Trump was trying to put Kosh Patel in as the deputy director of, of the CIA. And Pelosi, obviously, isn't taking this lightly either. Maddow said, you know, she mentioned that Pelosi sent a letter demanding answers. Uh, And we learned also that Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, had considered stopping intelligence briefings for Trump after he leaves office. That was reporting from CNN. But the glaring part for me was that former deputy director of national intelligence, Sue Gordon, she was the one that when Bolton resigned was like, you, Sue, me, we're out, we're leaving. (laughs) Uh, Sue Gordon penned an op-ed in the Washington Post saying we should cut off access to intelligence to Trump because he, quote, might be unusually vulnerable to bad actors with ill intent, as you reported yesterday on the show, Dana. And so then, you know, I, I just add a little thing about why Trump is vulnerable, be- vulnerable because he's a billion dollars in debt. Much of it's coming due in the next few years. His friend at Deutsche Bank, Vreblick, has resigned uh, after they started investigating Trump loans. No bank will touch him. He's broke and desperate. And if they cut off intelligence briefings, you know, how would Trump get access to our national security secrets if he wanted to perhaps sell them? Perhaps he could do this by burrowing allies into intelligence agencies. I'm guessing, but it seems obvious to me. And I said I should be clear that I don't think this is the only reason he's burrowing allies in our intelligence agencies, just an obvious one. Um, So burrowing means these aren't just political appointees that you can get rid of as the next president. They're putting him in as as competitive service in in positions of the SES in the government. So now they are, you have to fire them. And as we know, Mick Mulvaney told us it's very difficult to fire people. So maybe Biden could just move their jobs across the country. Um, <laughs> no one ever does that, AG. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but what's interesting, too, and he, he Biden will be able to remove them for cause. I'm not I'm not too worried about that. Um, but like Trump put that executive order together that you, you and I reported on called he made this new schedule F of employees that, you know, have anything to do with making policy or enacting policy and that they can be fired for cause at will anytime, you know, kind of making it a, a right to work situation. Right. Um, and everyone in the government was like, what the fuck? You know, cause you can't just do that. And he did. And so maybe, maybe Biden could fire him under Trump's own executive order, but I, I think there's going to be a lot of things that Trump put into place, thinking he was going to get a second term and he'd have four more years to take advantage of these things. And they're going to come mm. back to bite him in his doughy little ass. Yeah, I hope so. I hope but so this too. just came in now from from Bloomberg. Biden's team has denied acting Defense Secretary Christopher Miller. Because he, he made a request, Chris Miller did, for transition space at the Pentagon <laughs> he said after no. he leaves office on Wednesday. This is a courtesy normally extended at the Defense Department, but the Biden transition told Miller's team that, they, nope, he denied. 
request for transition office space for himself and his handful of aides. This is a reversal from past practice, according to a senior Defense Department official. And outgoing secretaries typically get office space at the Pentagon for several weeks to handle any final tasks that remain undone by Inauguration Day. But Biden's team didn't give a reason, uh, though the official said Miller's team thinks it's payback. Um, okay. Early in January, incoming White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki said the transition team was encountering, you know, uh, pushback from the department and the Office of Management, from the Pentagon and the Office of Management and Budget, as well as other places that that they've had ongoing concerns. But a transition official who asked not to be identified uh, denied that it was an ongoing spat or that played any role in the decision. They acknowledged it had been typical in the past to provide space, but said Miller's role as acting secretary, along with reducing staffing because of the coronavirus pandemic, made it inappropriate. He's, He's not actually the defense secretary. He's acting and there's COVID. So stay home. As a matter of fact, the incoming Pentagon uh, defense secretary uh, for the Pentagon is going to be working from home. So it's it's doesn't seem like payback here, but denied anyway, which is just wonderful. You know, I, sometimes I can be a petty little bitch. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Sometimes mm. I just like to see it. Um, one thing that is also just wonderful on his last day in office, uh, they say the last full day. But when did Donald Trump actually have a full day of work? AG? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe golf, but not work. So on his last full day in office, Donald Trump was handed one last court defeat, which will reverberate in in very important way for years to come. So in a federal appeals court this morning struck down the Trump administration's clean power plan replacement. Now, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District... <laughs> no, the U.S. Court of Appeals... This is why I stay sober before these. <laughs> the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit directed the EPA to start over with a new regulatory approach after finding that the agency's affordable clean energy, which is called ACE, rule failed to provide adequate environmental and public health protections. So you may recall then... Mr. President Barack Obama, who I miss so much, uh, first unveiled the details of of his administration's clean power plan in 2014. And it was a fairly ambitious policy intended to reduce carbon pollution from existing power plants. Now, the Democratic White House set a goal of cutting emissions by 30 percent of 30 percent by 2030. Uh, As a candidate in 2016, Trump promised to undo Obama's plan. And once in office, he unveiled a policy the Republican administration called the Affordable Clean Energy Rule or ACE Rule in 2018. The policy was not subtle. Trump and his team set out to relax pollution rules, keep coal powered plants in business longer and in the process, make the climate crisis much much worse. So the New York Times uncovered an especially uh, pernicious detail reporting that in the fine print in the administration's new plan includes an acknowledgement that the plan would increase, increase carbon emissions and lead to up to 1400 premature deaths annually. How are the, I, I just, the amount of death that this administration knowingly is causing Signed off on yeah. unfucking believable. Ugh, it's infuriating. Anyway, this uh, quickly became the centerpiece of the Republican White House's climate, energy, and deregulatory agenda. And of this morning, it is officially dead. Neener. And womp womp, <laughs> as Amy Amy would I say. Love that. Womp womp. 
Yeah. Sorry, your affordable clean energy rule fails to provide adequate environmental and public health protections because you know that it'll kill 1400 people a year. But you know, have a nice day. Oh, that little that little fine print. Bye bye. Bye. Well, thank you for that bit of news from under the radar that might have gone unnoticed with everything else that's going on. As of this moment, we still don't have the list of pardons. So uncoverable in today's show. However, we'll be right back with Mary Trump and her thoughts on this inauguration eve. So stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Joining us today is Mary Trump, author of Too Much and Never Enough, one of the most important books, I think, uh, of, gosh, this presidency. And uh, this is the last full day um, that he's in office that we're recording this. When you hear this tomorrow, he'll be on his way out. But we're on pardon watch. So welcome, Mary Trump. Thank you for being here. Hi, guys. It's good to be here. Uh, wish I could say I was happy. <laughs> it's good to see you. I wish. I think all of us wish we were a little happier right now. Yeah. What's going on? Because I, 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 I was wondering about this because I feel like today I should be elated. I have some pardon anxiety, which I've had for a while now uh, because, you know, we just keep getting these waves of pardons and he's supposed to come out with a hundred more. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But what is it? This what is this just dark cloud, this yucky feeling? Well, uh, it's it's that so much ugliness has been revealed, which different different conversation. But I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Uh, No, it's it's a necessary thing. It's still horrible, but it's necessary. Um, But to uh, the point of what's happening right now, I think it's just that that, that there is no such thing as unadulterated joy uh, because Donald and his enablers have broken so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so I feel the same way about my psychological well-being as I do about the Biden administration. We're not starting at the base of a very steep mountain. We're we're starting at the molten core of the earth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have to get through the magma and the whatever just to get to the base of the mountain. Um, And what worries me about the pardons is that they're they are designed in part to demoralize and enrage us. And we can't afford that. You know, so my suggestion is don't he he pardoned war criminals and child murderers. So, of course, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Nothing we can do about it. Just start start doing the work. Yeah. And you had you had talked a little bit before we started um, recording about how he just ruins everything. Uh, and that's kind of his M.O., right? I mean, we've, that's we've seen it. Yeah, we saw it with the when the election was finally called on November 7th after four days of his nonsense and, and stirring things up. And then, uh, you know, we couldn't even enjoy that for more than 30 seconds because the lawsuit started and the the false claims of voter fraud started and and the Republicans, as usual, either supported his um, un-American, anti-democratic bullshit, or they did nothing and, and essentially legitimized it um, by saying, oh, it's a process. Um, and then, you know, we win Georgia. We win two Senate seats in Georgia, a black man and a Jewish man in Georgia. For the first time in Georgia's history. And more importantly, because... Um, 
Well, maybe not more importantly, because I don't think Georgia's going back. Thank you so much, Stacey Abrams. Nope. Um, but we won the majority. I don't give a shit that it's a one vote majority. We won the, the, the Senate. And literally, like, five minutes later, Donald's inciting an armed insurrection against our government. Um, we can't be... I'm not looking forward to tomorrow because I'm too terrified about what might happen in the remaining... 12, 19 hours and 20 minutes. Oh my God, it's 19. Oh, well, it's less than 20. <laughs> my, 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, I'm very much looking forward to tomorrow. I just get these bits and pieces of like shiny happiness. Like uh, today when Biden spoke and he spoke about uh, his home state and he spoke about Bo and, you know, he was showing quite a bit of emotion. It was just really, uh, I felt Wait, really. What was, it? what was he showing? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think it began, I think it's, some people call it compassion. I know we haven't seen it in four, almost five years from our leaders, but I think it's called compassion. I'm going to have to go get my OED. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes well let's explain to someone from the trump family what that is no I'm kidding. <laughs> um it's but it, it, it felt really good for a minute and then back to base camp like you said which is 20 miles underground uh, or you know in the molten core yeah. lava of the earth um uh, but but waiting for these pardons because you know everyone's speculating. Uh, CNN is now reporting, and Reuters has said that he is not planning on pardoning himself or his children. Uh, we don't know if he's going to pardon any of the insurrectionists. Uh, and you know, Dana and I were talking about this uh, this week on the show, saying it would be politically uh, bad for him to do that because really the only way he has left to make money in this world is to run for office. And if he comes out with terrible. Uh, pardons, he could be convicted in the Senate and then voted again to be barred from running and holding public office again. Uh, they call it enjoy, that he can't enjoy public office again. Uh, and Because um, it's been so enjoyable. Right. He's, he's just such a smiley fella. But, uh, you know, something that um, Margaret Love, who is a former pardon attorney, brought up, uh, I think on Lawrence O'Donnell's show, was that he doesn't have to announce these pardons. He can just write them down and hand them to people. And so I'm very concerned that in order to avoid being convicted uh, by the Senate, which Mitch McConnell came out today and basically gave everybody the green light to do, which shocked me, frankly, but I'm very happy about. Uh, I'm worried he might write down these pardons for his kids or for himself, and they, we wouldn't learn about them until they tried to indict them. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good possibility, um, which again, Donald ruins everything. Um, I hope that's the name of your next book, Mary. I know you already have a title, but if you can rename it Donald Ruins Everything, that would I, be I think uh, Rick Wilson would <laughs> probably sue me for uh, plagiarism oh, or something, because right, right. it's too close Fair. to everything <laughs> Donald touches does. Um, although he doesn't use the word Donald. But, nope. um, uh, so... Huh, yeah, I, and and that's in the back of our heads because, like, we know stuff, <laughs> you know, and um, and you know, uh, all of that aside, um, obviously, if we get to to noon tomorrow, 
without any incident other than the pardons, um, which again, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, it'll be awful, but it's not like violence will erupt. Uh, that's what I'm worried about. Um, but thank you so much for turning our nation's capital into a war zone. That's fun. Uh, so like seeing that is also really demoralizing. Um, I'm personally really pissed off that they're having the inauguration. The only reason you need not to have it is COVID. So I think that's just a missed opportunity because I know the argument is, well, you, we can't let the terrorists destroy our traditions. Like, fuck your traditions. <laughs> you know, be safe. We've got $25,000. Absolutely. Sorry. We have 25,000 National Guard troops uh, um, on all over the Capitol. It, it's, it's a very depressing sight. And then, you know, uh, yay, Biden's sworn in. Yay, we have Kamala Harris as vice president, which I'm much more excited about personally. Um, but, uh, you know, 400,000 people are dead as of yesterday. And it's getting, it's only going to get worse. Uh, so, you know, that's what, again, makes me feel like I'm at the molten core of the planet. I agree with you. I was telling AG this. I mean, I, send us a Zoom link. Let's call it a day. Elope. Just elope. <laughs> go to Vegas. I don't care what you do. Just this does not need to happen the way that I mean, I hope it is a celebration, but the risk it does not right now outweigh the reward for me. And you're absolutely right, Mary. They had an out. Um, and, and a valid yeah, one. A totally valid, valid one. one. There are super spread. This they, they're the, the variants and COVID that are unpredictable. They don't know where they are. The the the, the chance of them getting, you know, people there, they're not all vaccinated. So I'm with you on that. Um, I like the fanfare. I'm pissed that we can't have nice things because of Donald. But at the same time, I would like Joe and Kamala to stay as protected as humanly possible right now. And everybody else around them, you know, and look, the mall. What a great idea. Yeah. Those flags are awesome. I love them. And, Beautiful. Um, there are more flags than there were people <laughs> at Donald's inauguration. Yeah, I was saying there's yes. probably going to be more people actually at this inauguration than there were yes, Trump <laughs> at Donald's. But um, and you know, and I agree with you guys. I've penned some viral tweets in my time, but by far, by three times, the most viral tweet that I've ever put out there said, "Raise your hand if you want the inauguration to be held in a, virtually at an undisclosed location." Got over 125,000 likes on that. Uh, and I don't know how many retweets, but, you know, it. people are worried for for the safety of of this inauguration and, and the incoming, you know, president and vice president. And uh, and like you said, I get the argument of the terrorist win and stuff like that. But, you know, you don't like I remember after 9-11, Sears Tower was considering selling the naming rights of Sears Tower. Um, Chicagoans were, were upset about that. And one of the first bidders was Target. And I said, you know, maybe don't change the name to Target Tower. Uh, just, just. <laughs> They're going to draw a Target on it. Of course. Jesus. Just something maybe you shouldn't do. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I think, you know, kind of how I feel about this. Like, why risk it? Like, uh, like, you know, if you're pregnant, you're supposed to be able to have a glass of wine every now and then. But why would, you know, why would you bother risking it? Right. You should just stick with water. Exactly. 
Well, um, uh, lucky for me, I'm menopausal, so we don't have to worry about that. But um, I, <laughs> yeah, it solves so many problems. Um, but you know, the other thing that's important when you say, um, you know, the the argument is the terrorists. Won. The terrorists did win. They won on January sixth. Yeah. So let's not let them get another win here. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, um, the fact that DC has been turned into a green zone is another win for them. So like it's like they've all we've already changed everything we do for this inauguration because of them. So let's like so why why be you know get hung up on the the niceties. It's it's yeah. just maddening. Yeah, and I I'd, I'd like to say, you know, well democracy held, you know. It, it did. But think of the incredible recruiting tool that um, these right-wing fascist anti uh, or white supremacists now have uh, with just this video footage coming out. And I'm wondering how much video footage we haven't seen because authorities are like, this is going to this is going to be going to recruit more people. So that that's where the W is for, for these folks. I have to take a quick break. Will you guys stay with us? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Uh, that'd be funny if you were like, nope, can't. And then I come back like by myself. <laughs> Especially because I'm closing out the episode. So it'd be more weird if I was like, I'm out. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Dana and I are joined by Mary Trump, and and we're talking about inauguration tomorrow and the potential pardons. And I do want to agree with you. I think the mall looks beautiful. It's breathtaking. I wish we were able to see it in person. Um, but what I, I was also concerned about was the story that came out that they have removed two National Guardsmen um, for ties with white supremacist groups. And to me, I, I, my first thought was, yay, remove, but two out of 25,000 seems low. I think they popped it up to a dozen, Mary, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think the latest count is now we're up to a dozen people have been removed. Yeah, but only two of them were because they had ties to white supremacist groups. Got it. Yeah. What I'm hoping, and I don't know, but I'm hoping that they, they there was a vetting process at, at the state level before they were even allowed here, and then there's a better one now. Hopefully. Uh, okay, there's not. So it's... Uh, I'm shaking my head because I worked for the for the government. Oh, okay. and I, I, like we had... You, I don't know if you all know who Jen Budd is, but she's a former Border Patrol agent. And she's been exposing these, you know, white supremacy groups within uh, on Facebook with Border Patrol agents. And it's a great deal more than 0.00006% oh or, or whatever two out of 25,000 is. Yeah. Uh, and so now, I mean, granted, perhaps the Border Patrol and ICE would attract more uh, of that ilk than, say, the National Guard, because National Guardsmen and National Guardswomen tend to, or just National Guards people, I guess, sorry, we've been calling them National Guardsmen for so long. Um, they, they tend to have other jobs and, you know, be like teachers and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. But I think something that we've learned throughout, throughout these arrests of these insurrectionists is that there's firefighters, uh, lawmakers, teachers, doctors, lawyers, uh, who are part of this, part of this attack on the capital and i i think that that so when they said two out of the twenty five thousand, you know i'm with you i hope it's because they had a good vetting process to begin with but under this administration i don't see it how, how dare i be hopeful you're right i mean we, we we need to have our eyes wide open here um although i i think the fact that i tweeted out a, a martin luther king jr quote makes up for everything um <laughs> scumbags uh anyway you know we have <laughs> 
again, we, we're in this situation where it's all terrible, but um, maybe finally, because it's being exposed in such a dramatic way, um, corporations are pulling funding away from any politician who supported overturning a legitimate election. Um, you know, if, if Mitch McConnell, even if he's using the passive voice, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> you know, giving the green light, that means some, that means that he's read the tea leaves and uh, he's, he's getting with the program, even though he's also equally responsible for what happened on January 6th. So, um, we need to go back to 2009 when um, the serious threat of white domestic terrorists, white supremacists, uh, was reported upon and the report was squashed by Republicans who were offended that their base was being called <laughs> out. Um, interesting. Uh, and, you know, the department... I, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but the department that was run by the man who put together uh, those data uh, was dismantled. Um, so, and even before then, I think there were six people in that department, uh, as opposed to like 40 dozens of people who were looking into, um, you know, Al-Qaeda. <laughs> so we need to uh, be very um adamant about where our resources go going forward clearly white supremacy and white domestic terrorism is the biggest domestic problem we have and uh we need to act accordingly the as you say ag the the infiltration with the the most concerning well i don't know in some ways the most concerning one is the infiltration of our uh, military and our, our police forces but, uh, you know, teachers, school, school psychologists, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, that's in some ways even scarier um, because God knows how they're warping our children. Yeah, I feel like it's like now our mission as Americans to point out where these folks are on a local level to the local people who can take care of it. Um, it's... Um, it's very, it's very frightening. But, you know, and obviously a Biden-Harris administration will do a much better job, or sorry, will do a job. <laughs> um, but, the, you know, the problem is, uh, you know, messaging optics really matter here. And active seditionists are still sitting in seats of power in our government. The fact that Hawley, Cruz, Brooks, Bobert, whatever, Green, whatever, every single one of those 140 people should be out of a job and never allowed to run for office again. And several of them should be looking at criminal charges. So the fact that that hasn't happened is, is bad. It's a really terrible, terrible message to be sending. Yeah, I, I agree 100% too. And 
uh, Gosser, Biggs. I mean, there's just so many of them, um, you know, and, and Cohen came out on, on CNN yesterday and said he saw Bobert giving a tour of quote unquote reconnaissance tour mm-hmm. to uh, groups throughout the Capitol. And she denied it. Um, I hope she knows there's lots of cameras in those buildings. Yeah. Um, so and don't you kind of have to sign in? I mean, even if you blow past the metal detector. <laughs> Seriously. And there was a metal that went out literally saying do not give tours mm-hmm. as we prep for safety for the capital in this vote mm-hmm. i'm telling you guys the only reason we're still standing is because they're so fucking stupid yeah i agree 100 percent, and shameless and arrogant and that's and that's one of the reasons we have to hold everyone accountable so that the smart person can't come in next time and do it right especially you've got police officers from te- texas that were in the capital that the fbi took their phones and they deleted their fit pictures but they forgot to empty them out of the trash so they're just <laughs> in all the deleted folders i'm like I w- could you imagine if like you said these were smart criminals my goodness mm-hmm. or the parlor the parlor app the people who coded it forgot to take out geolocation tags and stuff like that it's exactly it's just so fucking dumb um <laughs> although it's very very sweet of russia to let them bounce their signal to their servers. oh wasn't that i know that's nice that's nice um but yeah it reminded me of i there was there used to be this show called america's dumbest criminals <laughs> and i know about this because they would have comedian talking heads you know like making fun of them and uh and there was just a, there was one guy who went in to rob a convenience store and he put a paper bag over his head and he forgot to cut out eye holes so he was just <laughs> running into everything and knocking shit over and falling down <laughs> that's just what it reminds me oh of. my god <laughs> Um, uh, before we get out of here, let's talk. We haven't gotten the pardons yet. Uh, I, I, I think we'll, you know, I thought we might get them before close of business today. Uh, this is Tuesday, but it looks like it's, it, it's kind of his MO to release them at like midnight, you know, so that the, the news doesn't cover them as much. But I feel like the kind of things that we will see for the pardons that are made public, will be kind of along the same lines as those he's been pardoning so far, like fraudsters, Medicare fraudsters. Uh, There'll be a a grip of rich people we've never heard of uh, who bought access through doubt or whoever to to be able to bribe their way through to these pardons. And then there'll be law enforcement criminals, like people who work in law enforcement that have committed crimes, much like the, the four Blackwater people he pardoned or the Border Patrol agents that he pardoned for shooting an unarmed uh, immigrant. Um, so I think we'll see some some pardons along that. And then he'll pardon a lot of process crimes, like the Flynn and Stone crimes, like obstruction of justice, lying to the government, you know, thousand one charges, stuff like that. I think, you know, stuff that he's guilty of, uh, <laughs> I think is the kind of stuff that, that he's going to go for that's kind of what i see in this pardon list um we might see giuliani although they've had a fallen out we could see uh falling out we could see bannon who's under indictment right now and is part of this insurrection i'm wondering if he if he pardons flynn and stone again because they they crimed after the first pardon by inciting the insurrection and being a part of it uh, I don't know what we'll see, um, but I'm very concerned about what we might not see until charges are attempted to be filed. Yeah, I, you know, it's going to be like the uh, Garden of Hero statues in its uh, <laughs> <laughs> arbitrary, bizarre. And like that, uh, Donald won't know 90% of these people. Right, um, never heard of him. So, um, I, and again... I'm with you. I'm, I'm 
worried about the stuff we don't see, but if we don't see it, we don't know what it is. So there's nothing we can do about it. So it, it, in the moment, I'm more worried about the ones that are going to um, just like, for example, I, and again, I don't think he, well, I'm not sure he probably can. Like if he, for example, pardoned Ghislaine Maxwell, mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, <laughs> that would be really difficult not to engage with <laughs> because um, I, I think I would have a heart attack honestly, um, or my head would explode just thinking about the the dozens and dozens of women who were children, who that monster. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Um, so um, I think one, one thing I'm hoping, and honestly, I think right now, Donald knows the world is waiting. I He knows it doesn't matter if it's midnight. It doesn't matter if it's whatever. I, I think he's he's going to do it where he's f- going to feel like it's going to get the maximum attention and do the maximum amount of damage. It, they may not all come at once. Uh, one of his goals is going to be di- to disrupt tomorrow. And um, I wish I could say I had faith in the media not to allow that, but it's up to them. It's up to them who, to decide who's going to be relevant going forward. Right. No, apparently he invited a bunch of people to his farewell ceremony and they all said n- no. Well, which... listen, the, I mean, have you ever been invited to uh, a, an event that is clearly going to be sold out that that gives you a plus five? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 it almost says like make people up if you have to i mean the only circumstances oh, under which goodness. i want to see that is if there's like nobody there because <laughs> that'll be fun my 25th birthday was a plus five um yeah that's i remember you mean last year yeah, thank you yeah it was last year um <laughs> well done mary trump well done i know that was okay. that was good I blush she's she still knows how to charm the ladies very she still charming knows how to charm the ladies. very charming <laughs> it's so easy from the uh privacy of my living room <laughs> <laughs> but i just want to say something really quickly that uh, the the point i was making is that i'm i hope that given the brilliant representation donald now has um with uh, the dynamic duo of Mike Lindell Pillowman and uh, Rudy Giuliani, melty guy. I don't. I don't even know how to refer to him anymore. Oh, and uh, don't forget Captain Underpants Dershowitz. Oh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Rudy's like a permanent. Ma- is it Madame Trudeau? I don't know how to say that. <laughs> but the wax figures, like that's yeah. Rudy has turned into a permanent wax figure. They're all just melting and Madame Tussaud. Yeah, yeah. Madame Tussaud. Tussaud. Thank you. Maybe if they did something about climate change, Rudy wouldn't be melting right now. <laughs> Although I do think I do think Rudy turned him down. Rudy did come out and say he wasn't going to be representing Trump in the impeachment. Well, because he was a witness, which is hysterical, because since when does he give a shit about the law? But I'm hoping that he in some way is going to overstep either by making a corrupt pardon that is going to put increase the pressure on the Senate or just making pardons that are so outrageously uh, offensive to human sensibility that it will also increase pressure on the Senate. Um, but we'll see. And I would be interested just because McConnell, I know we're running out of time, AG, but I would be interested if, because he's saying like McConnell seems to definitely be going in the direction of he 
instigated this. He helped this out. He is the the fire you know starter on this. Could they, as evidence in the Senate trial, ask for the list of pardons before they actually vote so that they could see them? Wouldn't they have to hand those over? Nice work. Um, wow. I I love that. Thank you. I just don't know um, because uh, as as the constitutional scholar I am. No, I, I don't know. I, I think it's that's brilliant. The only thing that gives me pause is the fact that the part pardon powers are so incredibly broad mm-hmm. that I think uh, they could make a case that um, they don't have to. And would they anyway? Would they? Well, they could actually if right. if they allowed witnesses uh, and, and they brought in somebody like um, Pat Cipollone or Jared Kushner or something and because they wouldn't be able to get Trump to come in and answer questions and just ask him, were there any pardons that were written down? Uh, you're under oath. Yeah, he, Donald's going to be too busy uh, being deposed by my lawyer, so he's not available. <laughs> Which is beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, Mary Trump. I appreciate you coming on today. We'll keep our eyes out for that pardon list and... Uh, um, come back on next week, and we'll, we'll we'll take we'll retake the temperature of the room if you, if if that makes any sense. But I appreciate your time today. It was great to be here. Thanks, guys. I always love talking to you. Always good to see you, my friend. Always good. Same here. Everybody, stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? Good news, good news. I love, I love oh, talking I hate to Mary you. Trump. She's just so, she knows so much. She really is. I, t- I love that we make her laugh so much. It's, I don't th- I think we have a special gift with her that not everyone gets to see. So it's always nice when there's a, 100%. we get to visit. Now it's time for a listener submitted good news and confessions and corrections and whatever else you have. You can uh, send those in at dailybeanspod.com and then click on contact. I don't even know what's happening today. I'm so, hello, I'm 47. This is it. It's starting to happen. <laughs> I think both of us are. Yeah, this is like we're getting to the end of our rope. Tomorrow will be the day I wear socks into the shower. I, I'm, I've been waiting for it for years, and I think tomorrow will be the day. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, let's kick this off with uh, a, a submission from Anonymous, pronoun she and her. Hello, fabulous ladies of the beans. I like that one, ladies of the beans. I hate January. Our $8,000 insurance deductible rolls over, and with two medically complex people in the house, meds run over $4,000 a month. Hemorrhaging that money to medical Jesus. expenses in eight weeks or less sucks. I usually, I usually I give up on my meds in January and February to make it slightly easier to afford my daughter and husband's meds. But because AG reminds me daily to take care of my mental health, not giving up my meds this year. I have an anxiety de- disorder, and I battle with depression. No one should have to go through this. Uh, but now for the good news, a friend went to pick up our first round of January meds because we were on total quarantine because of COVID and my daughter's compromised immune system. This pickup contained the most critical and expensive meds for my daughter and my mental health meds, too. Apparently, somehow wires got crossed at the insurance and they did not roll over our deductible in the pharmacy benefits uh, in the computers. The $2,500 plus order meds came to $32. Yes. <laughs> and now my confession. I didn't call the insurance company to let them know girl do not good do not do no not. one no one listening's calling either no <laughs> she also says i didn't call the pharmacy to question it i kept my mouth shut i know they'll figure it out eventually but i'm not helping them 
And you know what? Even if they don't. Mm -mm -mm, Nobody heard you. Uh, For tax, I've included pictures of my daughter, S, who is seven, and our sweet rescue boy, Macintosh. He is half Chihuahua, half Toy Fox Terrier, and we rescued him from a shelter almost eight years ago. Look at this baby. Look at S. Look at uh, S's teeth are, four, the, I think, at least four, two, two of the front teeth. are The glasses, she is absolutely adorable. And this she is, is holding cutest. a baby Yoda. This is the cutest kid I've seen in a long time. I love oh her. Oh, my goodness. First of all, I want this level of happiness in my life. Seriously. She is like the happiest child I've ever seen. She's so cute. Oh, and then the and, oh, baby. With a, mm, with a mlem, with a blep. How adorable. With a blip. So cute. With no teeth to hold that tongue in. So cute. Thank you. And do not be sorry for not calling in the insurance company. <laughs> don't, don't. Nope. Don't be sorry. Nope, nope, nope. All right. This next one comes from Anonymous, pronouns she and her. I wrote a couple of weeks ago saying that I had it on good authority that I was about to lose my job. Good news. I guess that I was not true. Uh, though someone else's job was eliminated. I was shifted into her position, which is definitely a step back given additional duties and my salary was cut. I have been with company for over a decade and this feels like such a betrayal and a slap in the face. But the good news is that this has finally given me the motivation to apply with other organizations because I am fucking done. Mm. I will not allow myself to be taken for granted by partners, friends, or employees who clearly view me as disposable. As pod pet tax, I'm sending you a purito named Theodore. Uh, it's not mine, but I will visit him often. And also included is a picture of his brother's Harley, who's a yellow lab, and Moose, who's a Great Dane. Moose, look at this kitten. Look at the kitten who is a burrito named Theodore. Burrito is a kitty wrapped in a blankie, like a burrito. That's a burrito. Oh, oh my God. This is good. This Great Dane on his back with this Oh, my dick. goodness. Oh, Lord. These dogs are adorable. Just in case I've spoke over with a word, she said stick, just so if anyone's unsure. Hopefully we get that audio. <laughs> That actually translated correctly. <laughs> uh, next up from Allison, pronouns she and her. I just want to say happy birthday to our amazing host, Allison Gill. We listeners, what, what? We listeners constantly express how much you've helped us through this now past presidential term and the chaos it brought upon us all. You granted so much clarity and foresight with all that was going on within the world and our country that really cannot be talked about enough. You have helped so many. I can't read. You have helped so many of us through mentally and sometimes even financially trying times by mobilizing your audience to help us all stay afloat. I'm speaking from personal experience here that the pod both helped me keep faith in humanity and truly taught me the weight of the oath I had to take to join the federal government in 2018. Hopefully this birthday is the best that's yet to come and each following year continues to be as amazing as you are. Please take care of yourself and your mental health and us beanie babies will be sure to take care of each other. Oh my gosh. Allison, I know who this is. Happy birthday to you. You're the best. Okay. Beautiful wish. This next one is anonymous. Pronounce he and him. Hi, ladies. My friend, Katie. Apparently, we're not keeping Katie anonymous. Um, (laughs) Hi, ladies. My friend, Katie. Pronouns she and her. And I both became out-of-work actors when the lockdown started. With sets and theaters closed, we were fortunate to qualify for unemployment, but had nothing to keep our creative lives thriving. We both share a passion for animals and a love of Steve Irwin. Rest in peace. So we set out to make our own wildlife show. Turns out, New York City is home to more than 
than 600 different species of animals, and the ones we've met so far have ranged from the commonplace to the unbelievably beautiful. We just finished putting out our first season of Wild New York on YouTube. That's a brilliant idea. Oh my gosh. Better still, a theater company Katie had worked for watched a few episodes and hired us to teach an online class for kids about studying wildlife. There's nothing more exciting when your passion project starts turning a profit, and Katie and I plan to continue making episodes even after the industry gets back on track. <laughs> like y'all, some of our early content shows the rough edges of learning a new media. Outdoor audio can be a nightmare. Um, but we're learning a lot, and we hope the people that watch our show learn too. Conservation and good stewardship our, of our parks and green spaces is the best way to leave a better world for future generations. So hopefully, we can excite people about what's out there and show off the rich rewards we gain by taking care of our environment. In lieu of pod pet tax, I've attached a photo of celebrity bird in Central Park, Barry the Barred Owl. It's one of my favorite shots I took last year. You can also learn more about barred owls in episode 107. We'll, and uh, just so you all know, there's going to be a link in the... This is brilliant in the newsletter. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Look at them. And look at... Uh, this is so smart. What a great idea. Absolutely incredible. You know, we, we, we end up in these situations and we're pushed into directions we never thought we would go in, you know, and this is just incredible. I'm so I'm so pleased about that. I'm watching this wild New York on YouTube. Love it. And the logo is great. And the oh, this this and the owl. Hello, owl. No sleepy, sleepy alley. Why mm -hmm. you sleeping? Yeah. Next up from. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> Next up from B, pronouns she and her. I don't really have a whole lot of good news to contribute. I'm a new listener, and right now I just have the pet tax to share. But they're cute, so I feel like it's a decent contribution. We have a hedgehog. <gasps> oh, God. No. Nope. Hedgehog alert. Uh-oh. I'm not scrolling yet. I'm not going to scroll yet. I'm not looking. Root I'm not beer. Looking. Root beer, pictured with the ball pit, passed away from stomach cancer in July at the old age of four and a half. But Peach, the albino hedgehog in the sleigh is eight months old and curious and sweet and usually a feisty lady. I've listened to a handful of episodes of Muller She Wrote, but started listening to the Daily Beans, well, daily, when I needed someone to listen to after the shit show that was January 6th. Oh, brand new, brand new beans. Brand new. It's a baby bean. Thanks for making the news not only tolerable, <laughs> but enjoyable. If my submission doesn't make it on the air, it's totally fine by me. Oh, it is, B. It is. You have hedgehogs. Uh, oh I just like God. showing off my spiky little buddies because they usually make people smile. Look, oh... Oh, <gasps> look at the albino hedgehog. Mm -hmm. I need to know more about like, so if someone could tell me if one, if you wouldn't mind just writing in, even if it's just an email that goes directly to myself and a GB, I, I want to know about hedgehog personalities. Like, are they, are they domesticated like cats and dogs where you, they come cuddle and they, you know, I, I need to know more because they're the cutest damn babies. Or are they more the like ferrets or yeah, like chinchillas? I need to know what they're like. I need know? to know what they're like. And are those Guinea little pigs. spikies sharp or are they soft? Yeah, I want to touch them. I want to touch them too. Okay. Oh my gosh. This is so so someone, someone, please, I know I could Google. I don't really, I want firsthand experience of a hedgehog owner to tell me everything. Mm. Agreed. Oh my goodness. Okay. Who just read that? You just read that. Yep. Yep. 
Okay, this one, also anonymous, pronouns she and her. Dear lovely ladies, today the last day, today's the last day of USA's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad four years. Best day ever for this mom, grandma in Seattle. My daughter and her husband currently live on the East Coast, and last time I saw them in person was April 2019, when my grandson was four months old. Thanks, COVID. While we video chat every week, he only knows his juju as a face on a screen. My son-in-law got his doctorate in August and has been a flying all over the country. Now, this morning, I got a text from my daughter saying that he has accepted a job in San Francisco. Needless to say, I've been holding my breath for this outcome. This morning, I let that breathe out with many joyful screams, that breath out with many joyful screams. It's been so difficult being across the country from my three kids since I moved here 10 years ago. I finally feel like a part of my heart is being put back in place. Thank you for helping us through this orange mess. I've done a countdown on my Facebook profile to the inauguration. Tomorrow, I'll be celebrating the start of cleanup up on aisle 45 for the ta- for the tax i have a pick of my love of my life my grandson and a pick of our sugar glider <gasps> oh my god bucky and hedgehog hodges There's what is more happening hedgehogs. more hedgehogs. And a sugar glider look at the sugar glider oh okay oh. so i have seen a sugar glider video <laughs> jump from the ground up into someone's hand to get a tree, and it looks like it must have been at like six, six feet in the air. These things can fly. Look, and there's a hedgehog too, and a sugar. Oh, oh my god, I love that. I love that listeners are just like wild kingdom right now. I we're know. just like hedgehogs and sugar gliders, like fuck cats and dogs. This is 2021. Like we're we're doing it different. There seems to be like there seems to be like a collective subconscious thing going on here because some days we'll have all you know, uh, pities. And then, uh, then today it's all like hedgehog sugar gliders and, and wild animals in New York and, and, and owls. Like, like I, th- I feel like we're all sort of on the same wavelength because we get like news, like similar news stories from like on a daily basis. I think you guys, we're all connected. Um, anyway, congratulations on today you've all earned it and thank you so much for the birthday wishes do you have anything else you want to say before we get out of here uh yeah i do by the time some of you listen to this donald trump is no longer president of the united states of america <laughs> and we have president joe biden and vice president Kala- Kal- excuse me kamala devi i was thinking about her middle name and i got super excited devi her middle name is devi mm. harris mm. kamala the first female female woman of color vice president ag Ugh, mm. i'm just so elated i'm i'm so elated and of joe too super congratulations to joe but kamala yeah 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 i, I i'm i feel the same and t- uh, tomorrow or today we'll be having a happy hour at 11 a.m pacific uh two hours after the uh ceremony begins although kamala is being sworn in a half hour prior to that um so everybody if you're a patron, um, look in your email or look on Patreon for, for the link to that. And we will toast and be merry and there will be mirth. And um, gosh, thank you all so much. This has been quite, quite a journey um, and it continues. So everyone, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of your mental health and take care of the planet. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. Refried beans. I like refried beans. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, 
a newly sworn in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis' first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.